lifepodcasts.fm. This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. Time in the saddle. For cyclists, by cyclists. Time in the saddle. Time in the saddle, Jason Lint, myself, Ryan O'Connor, and a very new member to the team, Nick Barr. Good day, sir. Hello, good morning. Good to see you, Nick. It's yeah. lucky to have you as a part of the team now uh, with uh, Time in the Saddle. And uh, Nick, by the way, is from Omnico. That's where his current portfolio is professionally. But Nick, to get the ball rolling, because we, obviously this is a, a cycling mainly, uh, with anything with wheels kind of a podcast, your very first bike, let's take you way back to primary school and find out a little bit about Junior Nick. When did you get your first bike do you remember my first bike would have been a scorpion bmx second hand candy red yeah no that was gee scorpions were great so scorpion (laughs) bmx and then from there from there we had a massive uh, drought i don't think i got my next bike till i was about 18 maybe okay yeah last year school no, just out of school, actually. Okay. My sister's boyfriend um, at the time was very into cycling. He got me involved. Now that I think about it, I redid my dad's rally road bike. Yeah. Built it up with some 105 components. Uh, my first race was at the Kailami Racetrack, four-kilometer loop. I made it. I was proud as punch. <laughs> Yeah, and the rest, as they say, is history. history. Yeah, bikes aside, you've always had a passion for sport. I mean, you knew that somewhere in your life, outside of school, sport would play a role. Whether it be whatever role it's going to be, it's going to be be sport, sport related. And you've gone through a couple of different, obviously, phases in your career that's landed you to where you are now at Omnico, which is obviously responsible for a couple of really amazing brands and looking after a whole lot of you know everything that those brands represent to cyclists and the cycling community, which is massive and growing on a monthly basis. Five, six years ago, people would talk about golf the same way that mountain biking has been spoken about now. I mean, you've got corporates that are heavily involved, uh, heavily invested in the in cycling. And on a weekly basis, Jason and I are seeing a load, I mean, you, you too, a load of new talent picking up bicycles and getting onto it and riding it. So very interesting times in the world of cycling. A little bit about that journey in sports. So tell us that you love for sport. Uh, you obviously studied marketing and then you find yourself uh, heavily involved with other brands yeah so i think at school i guess as as south african blokes we all play and try just about every sport that's on on offer yeah um so i mean i loved rugby i was never any good at it i think i played sort of under 15c or maybe b team was was the pinnacle of my career <laughs> uh played a bit of cricket at school I, I love tennis but i think just as south africans we fanatical about sports and so it was always in, in on my radar left school joined varsity went into varsity did a postgrad in marketing and then actually ended up in in advertising for many years so I think that's probably where we first met. Yes, um, yeah. You know, we used to do a lot of advertising here with KFM. and But yeah, sort of that sport bug was always there and started cycling when I was in an advertising agency. <clears throat> Spent way too much money with Jason. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say, because like, I met you before Omnico days. So yeah. what, what were you doing after the ad agency or was it while you were at the ad agency? Yeah, so it was during my time in advertising, I think, that started taking cycling, I say seriously, but enjoying races on the weekend and mm. riding on in the mornings. Um, so that sort of been when, when I kind of bumped into you sort of post-varsity. And then, yeah, just kind of after about 10 years in advertising agencies, decided I really wanted to do something on the, on the more sort of client side of the world. And... Uh, it's actually a strange story. The advertising agency that I was at 
at the time, the creative director sent me an, an article on Biz Community. And at the bottom of the article was a job posting at Omnica. And I was like, well, hang on a second. <laughs> so when I resigned and they were kind of, you know, like, gee, how can you leave? And blah, blah, blah. I said, well, Francois, it's actually thanks to you that I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving because that's how this all came up. And yeah, so I've been five years at Omnica now, five and a bit years, and looking after some really great brands. We've We've picked up some, you know, more brands in the time that I've been there. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think cycling is just getting bigger and bigger and, and, and you know, people are becoming more aware of the products that they're riding and what bikes should suit them. You mentioned talent earlier. I mean, we're seeing some phenomenal mm. kids coming through, you know, the Spurs Mountain Bike League and, and just uh, in general kind of riding around on the weekends, you know, the, the way kids are riding. I mean, sure. it's, it's insane. Yeah. And we've touched on this in the past, Jason and I, the fact that almost on a weekly basis, there are new components coming out. There are new products being launched. It's exciting times, not for, I guess, as a parent who's got maybe a couple of kids that they're looking to try and keep up with the times all the time. But for cyclists, it's, it's interesting because, like I said, the, the development and the technology that, that we've got at our disposal globally means that on a weekly basis, there's new products coming out. Yeah, I mean, it's changing. I mean, I think, and Jason will probably agree with me, about four or five years ago, you got a road bike or a mountain bike. Yeah. If you got a road bike, it was down to what spec you wanted. If you got a mountain bike, it was literally, it was sort of 29 inch or maybe at the time 650 or kind of 26 inch still. Yeah. Whereas now on, on either one of those sections of the market, there's huge choices to be made. Sure. You know, we see hardly any of our bikes that are bought bog standard out the box there's always guys who's saying you know uh, but i want to change you know the front chainring or i want better wheels or i need to upgrade that component or this component yeah um so guys are becoming so much more aware of the, the products they're riding and um you know what is right for them as and the, the type of riding they do i mean in mountain biking now i mean I'd venture to say probably as much as was little as two years ago there was no such thing as trail riding and there wasn't a big downhill market um, 120 mil forks were like long travel um, and 100 mil race bikes was what everybody wanted yeah. and we're seeing a massive change in that now to guys customizing their bikes to exactly what, what it is they, they want and need yeah those those long travel forks now one one thirty mil being like some of the standard stuff on those uh, on the trail bikes it's just it's crazy you know we always talk I mean we talk about the history of what people have been riding but we talk about current R and D and and what's happening right now mm. but I'm looking at the brands on the front cover here and there's twenty odd brands a couple of them have kind of maybe fallen away over the years but at least three or four of these brands are actually Omnico's brands they're designed developed and made by Omnico they they're not brands you're going to walk into a store overseas and find some of them you do distribute internationally though um so you know there's this wealth of knowledge in yeah a bit of foresight in what the industry and stuff needs yeah and i mean we'll have a, a good conversation around it but you know for example rider innovation is some products that we are developing, designing, and manufacturing here in, mm. in Cape Town. Um, and that, by the way, for, the, for, you, for those of you who don't have any idea, it's Rider spelled R-Y-D-E-R, in case you're thinking that Nick's specifically talking about you as a, as a, a cyclist or a rider. Rider is actually the brand, and it's grown. I mean, I remember seeing Rider on water bottles. I'm trying to think of the team back in the day. It was definitely a road cycling team that was sponsored by Rider, and the name that comes to mind, and I don't know when last either of you heard, the, heard this name or remember this name, is a chap by the name of Peter Wheeler. 
And so Peter Wheeler, and I, I'm, I'm not sure how well you know him because I, I've, I only know him from back, and I'm talking about 15 years ago when he had a cycling team and Ryder was one of the sponsors. And I think it was probably one of the first time, and that might be, have been the birth of Ryder. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong in saying that, but I do remember they were one of the team sponsors that he had for his cycling team. And I think it was the BOE cycling team, if not even before the BOE cycling team, which I battled to think of what the name was. Yeah, so Ryder dates back probably to the very, very early days of Omnico. So you're probably talking about 20, 25 years ago. Wow. And Alan Hodson, who is the owner of Omnico, he started it, you know, founded it, and he's grown it to, to what it is today. And he was going on overseas trips to promote, of all things, if anyone remembers, the Omnivision mirrors. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Now, those mirrors got stuck on your rear view yeah. mirror, and it was that, uh, you know, so you could see your blind spot. Um, and that's where it all began. And, and with Alan traveling to to promote the the mirrors, he was um, exposed to a whole bunch of factories and suppliers overseas. And he started from various factories and 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 suppliers sourcing good quality, affordable accessories. And he brought them back here and and labeled them as as Rider. And it's it's grown you know hugely to to where the range is today. Um, and as I alluded to earlier, we started about a year ago doing some work on on a sub-brand of that we call Rider Innovation. And we've seen the slider, the slug plug, and the nutcracker that are on the market at the moment. And it's all kind of based on what what we think the South African cyclist needs, Mm. um, you know, and and our conditions and our riding is very, very different to what we see in Europe Mm. and in the States and all that kind of stuff. And as Jason touched on as well, the Rider brand about three years ago went international. So we're now in Australia and Dubai and um, all sorts of countries in, in Europe that we, we're growing the brand there. So it's sure. great for a South African brand like ourselves to, to be out in the market there. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be talking about a lot of the brands because a lot of the brands have to do with uh, uh, everyone's decision when they walk into a store, whatever cycling store, to go and purchase. And it's nice to know that you've picked up some of the biggest in names in cycling are in your portfolio. And like I said, we're going to exploit and deep dive into some of these brands and the innovation that's coming out of these brands. But Nick, from your side as well, just involved in making sure that there's enough of your product in stores around the country. Do you find it's a big problem? Stock-wise, everyone always wants the latest in technology. There's that sense of we don't want to wait three months. We know products launch globally. When do we going to get it in store? Do you, do you get that a lot from your diehard clients that, that love the products you have? Yeah, and mainly from the consumers. I, I think the, the misunderstanding is that when a product is launched mm. overseas, it's available. Yeah. People forget that, as an example, Cannondale launched a bike yesterday called the Topstone, and, and we'll probably spend some time chatting about that later on. That bike is not even available in the U.S. at the moment. So while it's been launched, it's not actually in store. Something we have worked very, very hard at with our suppliers is to, and, and all of our principles, is to shorten the lead times between when a bike is launched and when we get it here in South Africa. Nice. So the Topstone, for example, is is a few short weeks away from actually arriving here in South Africa. Sure. Whereas two years ago it would have been months. yeah months away we probably would have only seen it in in october november but but i mean that's not the same across all of your brands no, because no. i mean the bicycle industry itself needs to catch up with the sneaker industry and in that it's released and there's a queue at the door but yeah, your GoPro, yeah. as an example, people can queue at the door on the day it's released. Yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, that's spot on. I mean, a couple of our brands, GoPro being probably the best example in that they do a global launch and they ensure that all their regions have cameras in time for that launch. Sometimes it's just not possible with the bikes. You know, you've got seasonal uh, issues and you've got kind of 
all sorts of differences around the globe. So sometimes it's just not possible to meet the demands of shipping out sort of however many million bicycles mm. you know at, at once. Mm. GoPro, we can air freight in, so you know it's a smaller package and it's easier to get in. You know, bike, you can't. You, you're talking three, four containers that you've got to bring in a, a load of bikes in. So there, there are limiting factors, but yes, we do certainly see you know consumers wanting stuff more and more when they see it on the internet and they see it sort of on social media. They kind of want to know. Topstone, for example, today already I've had three, four emails saying, yeah. when is this bike coming? I, I want one kind of thing. It so. is such a good look, looking bike, folks. Go stick it in your Google browser. Go look at Cannondale <laughs> Topstone. I'm looking at the Force Carbon uh, E-Tap uh, AXS disc. It says, and it actually say, it says yeah, it's a 2020 model. So you're getting a 2020 model that'll become available soon. Yeah. And so, what a good looking bike. 2020 models come out in May 2019, yeah. it seems. <laughs> <this year. laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, but we are, we are, like I said, we're, we're going to uh, deep uh, dive with a lot of these brands and, and talk a little bit about uh, the innovation behind it. Nick, we will start like we always do. Well, the next time that we, we will have you back, we, I want to talk a little bit about mountain biking, talk a little bit about the road racing scene. And we, we're approaching a very important time of the year. Obviously, in Europe, all the mountain biking stuff's taking place there. Uh, the road racing is massive. We're coming into Tour de France time. Not only Tour de France, but uh, like I mentioned, the, uh, uh, the the mountain biking, the UCI uh, uh, downhill stuff, where we're seeing uh, the Greg Minnells of the world doing well. It's this, the time of the year where Europe are enjoying that. And we're kind of a you know, sitting, waiting for the, the weather to clear up for us to get our bikes out and go and cycle. Um, no bad weather for cycling, Jason and I have decided. When it's pouring with rain, we just I stay. I look forward to seeing you on the trails when this When it's cold, then. you here in yeah. summer, board shorts. <laughs> from the northern suburbs. <laughs> yeah. So looking forward to chatting about uh, all those things and connecting with us with some of your amazing talent within your stable as well. And that's uh, from the people that are responsible for product design and product development to some of the riders using them globally and locally as well. Yeah. Uh, because you, you back some of the big guys locally as well uh, that, are, that are out mountain biking uh, that's Nick Barr Jason Lint myself Rhino Connor time in the saddle we'll talk all things cycling once again uh, reminded to download this throughout the course of uh, the next uh, week and listen to it and uh, tell your friends to subscribe time in the saddle is a weekly feature now with Nick Barr Jason Lint and myself subscribe now at livepodcast.fm rate and review it on your favorite podcast app to get your time in the saddle livepodcast.fm subscribing to a live podcast is free